Welcome to the Disciples Dialogue, where believers celebrate their commonalities, share their testimonies, and edify the body of Christ. Each episode contains healthy conversations between Brother Jill and guest speaker. Thanks for joining the Disciples Dialogue. Praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome back to the Disciples Dialogue. Thank you so much for joining me again. We have another great discussion lined up for you today, and it is my honor and my privilege to have a, uh, a friend of mine, a new friend of mine, um, one that I am very excited to sit down and have a conversation with, Brother Touchstone, all the way out of Louisiana. Welcome to the Disciples Dialogue, Brother Touchstone. I'm glad to be here, my friend. I've looked forward to this talk all week, and uh, I'm excited about what God is going to do through us through this podcast today and uh just ready for the discussion hey man i am excited as well um as you've all seen already the topic at hand is revival and i am excited about the revival that we feel and we see um starting to spread across the entire uh world not only the united states of america um but also across the world i've been uh, receiving reports and watching uh, people even from Jerusalem. I saw a post today, somebody in Jerusalem who is talking about revival. And so it's in the air. I believe that there is a divine shift in the atmosphere. And so I asked Brother Touchstone to come on and uh, let's talk about it. Let's get excited about it. Let's create some excitement. And so Brother Touchstone, if you would, um, before we dive into the discussion, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and maybe your background a little bit. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I was uh, born and raised in Louisiana, uh, deep southern Louisiana, uh, right off the uh, Mississippi line here. So I'm kind of Louisiana, Mississippian a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but born and raised here, um, I do um, around the table, Brother Touchstone. It's basically a 10-minute uh, morning devotional about three times a week, um, using some of the time that I have available to kind of help encourage my brothers and sisters. Yes. Um, I uh, currently am a minister in uh, Crossroads United Pentecostal Church under Pastor Hosell. Um, I help with the media, help with our ministry team, and also teach our young adult class. Um, and enjoy, and just enjoy and being in the kingdom and being a servant um, and, and seeing uh, the great things that are happening, not just here with us, but also around the world, as you were talking about earlier. Amen. Amen. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, and I, I would like to back up what Brother Touchstone said, uh, Around the Table is has been a blessing to me. I am a, I am a fan. I am a, uh, I'll try to listen weekly when I can, um, but it is, it has blessed me. I've not caught every episode. I need to get, uh, go back and, and get called up. But I would ask anyone, if you've not listened to Around the Table with Brother Touchstone, do yourself a favor and go look him up. He's on Facebook. Uh, what other platforms are you on, Brother Touchstone? Uh, just YouTube and Facebook. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So YouTube and Facebook, go look him up. You will be blessed, okay? Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's it's very good material. And, um, and one of the reasons uh, Brother Touchstone and I have worked on a couple of uh, podcasts together before, uh, had a couple of discussions, uh, that we've been able to come together on 
And so, but this is the first time it has been just you and myself uh, sitting down having a conversation. And when I, when I got the desire to start, uh, start talking about revival, um, it's your, your passion, your zeal that I have seen and witnessed uh, over the course of just the last couple of months that um, pushed me to, uh, to ask you to come on and be the guest speaker today. And so I thank you for your passion and your zeal because um, I, I feel like if we're not careful, that fire can easily burn out. And so I, I'm glad to see that you are on fire for the things of God, and I am excited about our discussion. Amen. Well, I thank the Lord, man. He's, uh, he's brought, uh, well, actually listening from your last podcast, uh, I think it was your last podcast where you were talking with the uh, gentleman about uh, life's trials and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, know hearing from you and hearing from him that uh, the Lord has also brought me from a long way. And um, now um, the Lord has actually been showing me uh, things that, honestly, I have never saw in my entire life mm-hmm. um, this past year. Uh, I got to attend a revival that was close by um, and literally seeing miracles happen before my eyes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the night before um, I started going to this revival, I was at work and, excuse me, I was at work and uh, I was listening to a sermon by Brother Robinette, and he was talking about the coming harvest, and he was talking about uh, how God's going to move globally and stadiums mm-hmm. are going to be filled. And uh, I felt under the Holy Ghost that I needed to stop and I needed to pray. So I stepped outside, and I began to pray, and I began to weep, and I began to feel the presence of God move upon me. And I told the Lord, I said, whatever it is you're doing, I just want to be a part. Yes, I don't have to have the lights. I don't have to have the platform. I don't have to have anything. I just want to be a part. Yes. You know, I want to see people healed. I want to see people restored. I want to see people happy. You know, I want to see people excited about doing the things of the kingdom. And so the next service, uh, I went and, um, you know, just, just be in there and rejoicing with my brothers and sisters uh, witnessed a man get up out of a wheelchair and walk. Praise had God. Walked in, uh, I think over a couple of years, uh, a man had a tumor under his arm completely disappear. Mm. Um, you know, uh, people who were having uh, uh, mental issues, uh, things change in their life. And for me personally, uh, at this revival, uh, I was having heart problems and I had a knot under my side. Nobody knew about it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nobody other than my wife. And um, I was just believing in the Lord. I wasn't going to having uh, asking God to do anything for me. All I was doing was praying that I just wanted to be a small part of what the kingdom, what was happening in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And the man of God come to me and he prophesied over me and the Lord healed me. So this is the second time that the Lord healed me in the past two years. Uh, first time was my mind of uh, fighting post-traumatic stress mm. and now my body. And the Lord has opened doors this year, this first part of this year, that I'm making connections with people around the world. Yes. And I'm beginning to see that this is not just something that's happening in my backyard. Mm-hmm. It's happening in your backyard. Yes, sir. It's happening all around the United States. And then more than that, it's happening all around the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to see 
uh, with global eyes. I want to see with global eyes. I want to see what's going on around the world and be excited of what's going on around the world. Mm-hmm. And I know I say I, but, uh, and I know a lot of people have an issue with I, but when we're praying for God to use us and we're praying for God to move upon us, we do want to be a part of something. Absolutely. And if we, if we have a, um, a relationship with the Lord, then we can take our relationship with the Lord and we can encourage those around us. Uh, and I, I want to see people around me feel. I want to see people around me healed. I want to see people excited. And when I'm seeing this around the globe, I'm seeing where um, their worship is not like our worship. Mm-hmm. Their sanctuaries are not like our sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. Their 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 interiors are not like our interiors. You know, they're they're baptizing people in lakes and and rivers that are infested with crocodiles. Sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> and we, and we are uh, baptizing in clear baptismal tanks with, with heated water. Yes, we are. And, uh, you know, so the Lord has opened my eyes to a lot of things that's going on around the world. And I have fallen in love with, uh, the, the things that are going on around the world. Uh, I know there's a, um, a pastor that I have, uh, met, uh, through social media, through uh, the vlog that I, I put out, uh, made a, a message to me. And at first, I I questioned, you know, mm-hmm. should I make contact with this person? And uh, while working, man, the Holy Ghost hit me, and I began to just feel the pressure of the Lord. So I started communicating with this with this pastor. Come to find out that he's a pastor in Uganda, mm. and. Uh, and they're part of the apostolic movement, and uh, the bishop there is part of the apostolic movement. And actually, they're they're going to school through the United Pentecostal Church to get their license for uh, the the church and everything. And uh, and I had I had no clue of any of this, but they began to tell me of the things that they're they're doing. I know uh, here recently they. Um, converted uh, several Trinitarian pastors and baptized their entire congregations. Um, They are uh, seeing people healed. They're seeing people filled Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they don't have the amenities that we have. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then we have uh, the, the Asbury thing happened here in the United States and, and, and I'm just rejoicing. Yes. Of the things that are happening. Absolutely. Uh, a scripture came to my mind as you were testifying of of the prayer you were praying uh, and then what God is doing in your life and then others' lives. Uh, the scripture says, seek first the kingdom of God right. and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you such as you have need. So I think when we learn to pray selfless prayers, right. um, you know, and it's not all about us because we Americans we can easily get caught up yep. in the 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 selfishness. Um, America is very prideful, very selfish, um, very self consumed. But there is right. a whole world out there who, and a lot of people in Uganda and all across the world who are equally just the same as us, God's children, right. and He cares about them just as much as He does us. 
Uh, and we're no better than them just because we have all of these, exactly. you know, you call them amenities. Um, I would call them uh, even distractions. You know, right? we are, I think America's greatest blessing is often our greatest curse. Um, we, we get so distracted by all the things that we have access to that we, uh, we neglect and we, we lose our hunger and our zeal and our passion. Uh, and well, so we, we have all that we need and then they're in no need of nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, scary. The, there's a, the church was, uh, talked about in revelation, um, that they have no need of thee. So, um, you, you mentioned a couple things. I want to try to, uh, get us where we're going, uh, but make mention of a few things. So obviously there is a shift in the atmosphere. I think, uh, of course in the, before we hit the record button, you and I were talking about this this expectation. It's everywhere that I, everybody that I talk to, I've talked to people in several states here in the United States. Um, of course, you've you've spoken with people over in Uganda, um, and I've I've watched reports come out of Jerusalem, and there are reports globally of right. revival happening and awakening, and so. With this shift in the atmosphere, and I, I, I feel it in my spirit, um, and I don't, I would, I would be, I don't want to be controversial, uh, but at the same time, I want to be able to speak freely here, and I, I don't mean to offend anyone, uh, but my opinion on the on the subject is, um, it's not just for the apostolics. Exactly. Got what God is doing right now uh, is surpassing what we would like to keep in our little box. Exactly. Well, you know, we've, we've got all of our playmates and we're on our little playground and, and we think, Oh, you know, if revival is going to happen, it's only going to happen in the apostolic ranks. But I believe that God is big enough and, and desires, you know, the scripture says, God said, I would that none should perish. God's God's going to pull and draw all men unto himself. uh, Whether, Baptist or Lutheran or Seventh Day Adventist or even atheist, I believe God or is working on everyone. Or murder or adulterer or uh, fornicator or alcoholic yes. or drug addict or yes, none. Yes. None means all. That's right. So the, the the shift in the atmosphere, the revival, the awakening, whatever you want to call it, it's real. I can feel it right. and people feel it. People sense it. It's making headlines in the news. Um, and, and so my question to you is if, if we see that this revival is here and, and we are on the cusp of what I believe to be the greatest revival the United States has seen since Azusa street, um, revival, where do we go from here? What's the next step? What, should what should we be doing in response to what God is trying to do? Wow, uh, I'm I'm honestly glad you asked that. Reason why I say that is because literally before um, uh, made contact with you and earlier uh, telling you about the link and everything, and uh, we were talking about getting a cup of coffee. Yes, I literally opened up Facebook and brother Jason Pagan. Um, wrote this, and this would be my response to your question using what Brother Pagan had posted on social media. Okay. Uh, Jesus called our apostle, was called our apostle in the book of Hebrews, the model example 
and first embodiment of apostolic ministry. He went everywhere. Mm. Okay. Uh, the context of his message was the gospel of the kingdom and his motive was love. Mm. All right. He acted and then his message was followed with demonstration. Every kind of human suffering was touched by his power and compassion. He healed every type of disease. And then he puts down uh, in the bottom, he says, demon possession was spiritual sickness. Epilepsy was psychological, uh, psychological sickness. Paralyzed was physical sickness. And he put First Thessalonians, spirit, soul, and body. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is the gifting of the uh, apostle. He said, and what they worked through was Jesus is king. They caught heat from the religious establishment. They lived life together and as family, and they stayed on mission. Mm. And that's that's literally, you know, sitting down to talk with you. And I agree with that. Mm. We we have to continue to move the way the apostles move. Yes, we have to understand that we are family. We are to love one another. We are to be there for one another, and we are to stay on mission. The mission is preaching the kingdom, and our motive is love. Amen. And and I believe that. And I believe if we stay on that mission, then uh, we will see that awakening happen, not just around us, but also within us. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Um, one thing that I'd, I'd like to say, and there again, I say this with with respect to um, the terminology that I want to use. I don't mean to offend, um, but, and actually for the Davis on a podcast that you were in on as well, uh, kind of alluded to this and I would like to bring it back up. So when I think about what is revival, everybody says, well, we're in revival, revival's breaking out and awakening revival. What is revival? And if we dissect the word, you go back to the Latin um, to revive is, you know, broken up in two, two different ways. Re is to go back and vive is to live. So it's to bring back to life again. So it, right. it almost paints the picture as if something has died right. and to, you know, and of course, if you revive someone physically, if they have passed, their heart stops beating, you can do chest compressions and you can, Right. Uh, hopefully bring them back to life. You revive them. So it's right. something that was dead brought back to life. So the Lord started dealing with me by the touchstone on this. Everybody's, and I'm, I'm guilty of it, um, saying, Lord, we want revival. We want revival. Um, you know, maybe our passion has died. Maybe our fire has burned out. Maybe we're not as zealous as we once were. We want revival. And I believe that. I, I mean, I'm all about right. revival, but at the same time, the Lord kind of quickened in my spirit yesterday, I believe it was, uh, to revive is simply to go back to the state that you were in before you died. And and so it's just existing again. And so while I believe, yes, in, in some regards, revival is what we want, I would say that um, I'm, I'm trying to push myself out of that box to say, I don't want to just go back to existing. I don't want to just go back to living. I want to thrive in the kingdom because Jesus said greater things than these shall you do. That's not just being revived. That is thriving to go above and beyond what was before. Well, I mean, 
and, and honestly, brother, in my opinion, and again, I don't want to offend anybody either, but I think we make it too complicated. We're trying to entertain people when the Lord is just wanting us to preach him. Yes. Preach the kingdom and love one another. Mm-hmm. We're trying to uh, show everybody that we have a better uh, ministry or we have a better uh you know, musician team or, 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 or whatever, mm-hmm. but revival is going to come basically when we just get back to the basics of things, yes. preach him, preach the kingdom yeah, and love people and let people see us love our brothers and sisters the way the Bible tells us to. Yes. And I believe when we see that, when people see that they want to be a part of that, when they hear the message, People want to be a part of it. And there's people all over the world right now that are that are wanting to hear the message of Christ. Or they wouldn't be showing up in colleges, or they wouldn't be showing up at crusades, sure. or they wouldn't be showing up off the street right. to hear something. Mm-hmm. People want to hear. People want to know that there's hope. They want to know that someone is going to love them. They want to know that someone is going to be their friend yes. and be there and, and help them through life. Uh, as as which a a family would probably do. Sure, you know, and and, and that's the way that's the way I, I feel that when we're moving forward, as you know, brother Pagan said, is that you know we just preach the message. We preach the message with love. We preach the message with compassion, and we believe that through the name of Jesus Christ, that people will be made whole. That yes. people will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That people will be healed of their illnesses, whether yes. it be physical, mental, or demonic. Yes, I agree. Um, I just had a, I did a one-on-one Bible study with a gentleman today um, that recently I was, I had the privilege of baptizing and he came out of the water speaking in tongues and uh, was filled with the Holy ghost. And so um, thank God for that. Again, I I thank God for what he's doing, Uh, but I'm continuing in, um, Bible study with this man in his home. He's welcomed me in. We are going through exploring God's word right now. And the, the hunger on this man's face and this, this guy, uh, I won't reveal his name just to protect his privacy, but, uh, this individual has quite the past, quite the record. And, and he's, you can tell that he carries some shame and some guilt and he's almost afraid to let people in, uh, because of the judgment that he has received over the years. And and I told him, I said, bro, uh, and this is, I say all this to get to your point about something you brought up. I said, uh, let me explain something to you. I am no better than you are, and only by the grace of God am I able to sit here and teach the word of God myself. Uh, all of us have a past, and there's no sin greater than any other sin. Sin is sin. Um, right. And I told him, I said, look, I'm just trying to do what Paul did, preach Jesus and him crucified. And, and, and that's all I can do. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to say, well, you know, because you look like this or you did this and listen, that that's, that's what the Pharisees did. The Pharisees, if we go study the, this religious group in the old Testament, you'll find, and, and even part of the new that the, the Pharisees were very critical of any anything that came against the grain, anything that, mm-hmm. uh, and especially when Jesus came on the scene. And so I don't want to take on that spirit of a Pharisee to where I think I am so religious and I, I've been in this thing for so long 
that if you don't look like me, don't act like me, don't believe exactly like me, you cannot be experiencing the real thing. And that's, that's where we mess up. Yeah. That's where we mess up. And, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, and I think that's what the Lord has been showing me. Uh, I, I talk with, like I said, I, I've been dealing with a pastor out of Uganda and a pastor out of Kenya. And uh, I even had the privilege, the I mean, first time in my life, um, uh, a pastor from India reached out to me, come to find out that he believes in the Holy Ghost and he believes in the laying on hands, but he didn't really understand um, the baptism in Jesus name. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was baptized in father, son and Holy ghost. And, uh, I, I gave a Bible study to a pastor in, in uh, India over social media. Praise God. You know, and it's like, Lord, I mean, you know, it's just amazing mm-hmm. that we limit ourselves to just the walls of our church or right. the borders of our community. Sure. You know, I mean, there's so many people out there and, and I know things can be scary and I know things can, can, can drive, uh, you know, uh, a, a sense of doubt and, or, or a lack of understanding, but people are people mm-hmm. regardless if they're on the, on the backside of Africa or if they're up in the Alaskas or, or or whether they're in Russia, China, or Japan, or or wherever. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. And just because I have not seen you face-to-face and shook your hand and hugged your neck does not mean that in this day and age that we can't communicate. Mm -hmm. You know, we can communicate. We can Zoom calls like we're we're doing now. We're, you know, talking back and forth. And you're you're in Virginia. I'm in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why that we cannot take the, the social media platform itself and global, just globalize it. Yes. Preaching, the, pre- preaching Christ crucified, preaching with love, preaching with compassion, being willing to step out, give those Bible studies, connect them with churches in the area, connect mm-hmm. them with men of God, women of God, and show them that, hey, there is a bigger structure here than what you see. Mm-hmm. You know, this is connected worldwide yes you know yes the i believe that what god is doing right now and i don't claim to be super spiritual or have any personal revelation um solomon said there's no new thing under the sun Uh, but i believe and i'm filled with the holy ghost and so from what i feel in my spirit in my times of prayer and and in spending time with the lord I really feel the urgency to get outside of the box. Don't Absolutely. don't because we can so easily sit within the four walls of our comfort zone and and even sit in a church and and and, and go through the motions and say, well, you know, God, here we are, send them to us. While God, I feel like is pushing us and saying, go get them. You know, I've given you every opportunity. I've given you platforms. I've given you you know, social media, I've given you all these things, go get them. The harvest is, is ready. The harvest is white and plenteous, but the laborers, they are few. We need, God needs somebody that's going to get up off their carcass and go out there and teach a Bible study. Now, is there anything more apostolic that we can be than that to, to be somebody? The Bible says they went house to house, door to door, you know, breaking bread, communing. They was, 
They were they were the church. The Book of Acts church was a mobile church, constantly on the move. Yes, constantly on the move. And I, and I think um, in which I don't have y'all look. I'm a high school dropout with a GED. I have no college education. Same. <laughs> I, I am just a man who reads the word of God, mm-hmm. believes the word of God, and believes that there's more to this life than just life. Yes. And uh, I have experienced things that God has done through my life and through people around me, and I just love the Lord. I love yeah. I love being a part of his kingdom. But I think one of the things that, um, that I, I see with my own eyes is that people are afraid. They're afraid to make that, connection they're 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 more reserved they're more um what's the word i'm looking for um reclusive mm-hmm. i guess you could say mm-hmm. uh that you know they're not really as outgoing as we used to be back in in the day uh where and and i guess i could say that's kind of more of a social media fault i guess you could say but we have this technology at our hands, and if you're afraid to 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 speak with people face to face, but you're comfortable with being on social media, mm. use that platform. Sure, use it. I mean, those who are comfortable going out and and uh, meeting people in the store, or or teaching Bible studies at home, or or doing it, be a part of the kingdom. Yes, don't be stagnant. Be mm-hmm. a part because. You may just reach one this year, but you've reached one. Mm-hmm. You know, that one may reach 10 more. Yes. You know, and, and you never know. You could you could reach that one person and then thousands become part of the kingdom because you stepped out and you reached that one that one person. And and that's the mind, the mentality that I, I got after the Lord hit me about two years of my mind that um, I got connected with Brother uh, Croker. And uh, he invited me on to his podcast, and uh, I was able to uh, tell uh, the story of how God healed me and the things that I had went through. Uh, and and I was connected with him, and Brother Croker inspired me uh, through all that he was doing to begin doing myself. Mm-hmm. And through that, uh, just the other day, I say it was probably probably about a month ago now, uh, there was a young man that uh, that has been watching my vlog out of Kentucky. Uh, he began to seek the Holy Ghost at home. Mm. Called, well, he actually messaged me and said, "Hey, I'm praying, and you know something's happening, and I'm not sure what's going on. Can can you call me and can I talk to you, brother? I have never had anything like that in my life happen. Mm. You know, and I'm like, man, I don't know this dude." You know, yeah. and, and, and any normal person would probably be like, well, he may be some psycho or he may be someone who's trying to hack you or he may. And so I, I felt in the spirit saying, you know what, I'm going to call him. Yeah. So I called him and the young man's praying and he's like, I felt my, my lips are shaking and I don't really know what to do. So I said, mm. I'll tell you what, so man, you just keep pushing. And I explained to him what the Holy Ghost was. And mm-hmm. me and my wife began to pray for him. We stood out in the front yard on the phone with this young man praying for him and over the phone, he receives the gift of the Holy Praise Ghost. Praise God. But just literally on the phone. Wow. So this is not something that is just, you know, Oh, I've got to be right here with you or I've got to be there. No, 
you just have to be a vessel that is willing to be used. Yes. Regardless if it's social media, regardless if it's on the phone, regardless if it's in person, mm-hmm. you just have to be willing to be used. Amen. Now you bring up a very good point, and this is a perfect segue into a, por- a portion of the discussion that I wanted to have. This this individual had, by some means, he, he came across your um, ministry and the work that you're doing. He's hearing the gospel preached. He has right. an experience with the Lord. Obviously, he was he was feeling the power and the presence of God. Um, that's those are key signs that you know the stammering lips and all those things. Those are right. key signs that you feel this presence of the Lord. Um, and what he does is he reaches out to someone who has experience with what he is feeling because he right. he's ignorant that's not to say that he's not smart he is unlearned in what what he's feeling he needs someone to expound upon what what am i going through what am i feeling right now what do i do with it that is exactly what i believe is happening all across this country right now at asbury when it broke out at the beginning of february and they you know you've got all these young people and then it came thousands of people i mean this is a town of six thousand and there have been over 50,000 people visit that area and that campus and, and all of them are coming. And, and some people, even in the apostolic ranks are being very critical and saying, well, that's not the Holy ghost. That's not the real thing. And and it may not be, but they need someone to show up and say, let me explain to you what you're feeling. Let me explain to you what's going on right now. Right. What they don't need is someone to say, oh, that's not the real thing. you got to come to my church or else you're not going to get it. That's not what they need. They need someone, and praise God, there are boots on the ground. Right. There are right. people who have uh, who God is using. Brother Fish is one of them. Uh, Brother Zerpoli is another one. Going right. there, preaching the gospel, baptizing people in Jesus' name. And I believe even some reports of some people receiving the Holy Ghost. So yeah, there's a reports over 50 people at one time received the Holy Ghost. Praise God. See, that's what it's about. These people, we cannot expect them to have the same understanding we have. Right. Uh, but the presence of God, it, it knows no boundaries. No, it don't. It knows no boundaries. So I believe that all across this world, the, the spirit of the Lord is being poured out. You know, the Lord said that in the last days, Saith the Lord, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. All flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. It. He said all flesh, not just apostolic flesh, not just right. you're not just the Holy Ghost rollers and all you know, but all flesh, Baptist, Lutherans. I don't care who they are. Doesn't right. matter. Well, the, who only, the only uh, the only bounds that the Spirit knows is the bounds that we put on it. Yeah. 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 And so we had better be careful uh, not to, God forbid, we blaspheme the Holy Ghost. God forbid we we put the reins on the Holy Ghost and say, well, you you can only go so far or you can only work work in this area or on this certain people. I'm just, my, my, my desire from this podcast and anybody who listens to it, my desire is that we all be united. United together, praying, God, send revelation. 
God open their eyes, let the scales fall off of their eyes and let someone go and preach the gospel. You know what? And I would say, um, Lord help me right now. And everybody just forgive me. Uh, but if you're going to be that critical and, and, and if you're not okay with what all these people are, are claiming that they're feeling and all that, then you go preach to them. Right. Right. So what I'm not comfortable doing is sitting back on my couch, being critical and then being unwilling to go and explain to them what they're feeling. Exactly. I mean, well, get this. I mean, that young man that uh, received the Holy Ghost over the phone, he's connected with an apostolic church. So you know where they were the last couple of weekends? Mm. Asbury. Hey, yeah. <laughs> See? Know? I mean, so, you know, yeah. they, instead of being critical, instead of being, oh, well, they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were doing. Yes. You know, and, 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 and it's like, um, you know, Brother Robinette. I don't know if you've seen Brother Robinette's um, uh, post that come out where he, he named four things. Yes, I did. Uh, yes, okay. I did. Well, one of them was, uh, uh, we need, he said, I think it was number two. He said, we need to celebrate what God is doing, mm-hmm. spread the word, rejoice and be excited and don't be critical of kingdom things. Amen. Don't be critical of kingdom things. Yeah. If you feel like, uh, that you feel like you have to be critical. I think what he said is that if you're being critical of kingdom things and you're being critical with the word of God. Mm, yeah. So yeah. these things are happening. They're happening. Why not be a part of it? Yes. Why not rejoice with it? Why not be excited about it? Mm-hmm. Why not get out of the four walls of your local church and push for something like that to happen in your community? Mm-hmm. You know, I know mm-hmm. we have a vocational college here. We have a high school here. Uh, you know, we have just like every community in, in the United States or even around the world. There's people that gather in certain locations all around yes. the community. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are hungry, whether we see it or not. Yes. And the thing is, is America and and, and and media and all this other stuff wants to focus on all the negative things. But personally, brother, when the Lord healed my mind two years ago, I turned off all all uh, news. Mm. I turned every bit of it off. Yes. I said, you know what? It's all in the Lord's hand. Yes. When I go vote, I know what I'm voting for, so I don't need to know... Uh, you know, uh, what's going on. Yeah. I stay educated to what I need to take care of. Other than that, I, that's in the Lord's hand. Yes. The Lord puts me in place and he removes me. Yes, sir. He, he moves nations where they need to be and he removes nations from where they are. Yeah. He guides even down to the very individual, their steps. Mm-hmm. So if the Lord can handle them things, I ain't worried about it. Yeah. I just want to do the kingdom stuff, man. I want to be a part of it. Whether it's just maybe handling a, a bottle of water to my pastor on Sunday morning mm-hmm. to Sunday night, and then going outside and preaching the gospel to those in the street, that's that's if that's it, that's it. Yeah, I want to be a part of it. Yes, sir. Love, love know, God, love people. That's right. Yeah, love God, love people. Paul, uh, I, I did some research in the scripture, and I was I was kind of blown away with how many times you can find. Um, the the word revive or revived uh, in the scripture it's it's not as much as you would think uh, in the Old Testament only twelve times and in the New wow. Testament only twice um, wow. in the New Testament both times by Paul and so I wanted to bring this up I think this is a good place to uh, to 
interject this here. Paul says in Romans 7 and 9, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Version uh, just for clarity. Romans 7 and 9 says, I was once alive without knowledge of the law, but when the commandment came and I understood its meaning, sin became alive, and the King James Version right there says revived, and I died since the law sentenced me to death. Wow. How how powerful is that, that that one of two times that Paul uses this word revived, uh, he says, I was once alive without the knowledge of the law. You see, Paul, he knew the law like the back of his hand. I mean, he, by his own admission, he said, I'm a Pharisee's Pharisee. I, I mean, I was strict. You, right. you wasn't going to get nothing around me. I was so strict. And he says, I was once alive without knowledge of the law, but when the commandment came and I understood its meaning, sin became alive. It revived, sin revived, and I died since the law sentenced me to death. I think that this is such a an eye-opener here for Paul and for us as well. It, we can be so focused on the law, so focused on what the Pharisees were so focused on and it's got to be this way. And if it don't fit in my little box, then it just not, it's not going to work for me. But, but Paul, the scales fall, you know, fell off of his eyes and he was able to see when on that Damascus road, when Jesus said, uh, why do you persecute me? I'm the one that you've, you've, you know, you've been killing all my Christians and, and sending them to prison and all these things. I am the one. Right. And so, I believe that in these last days, that's what Jesus is doing again. I believe that he is revealing himself to people and they're realizing, they're realizing, uh, I I understand what I've done now. I've been religious. I've been, but there's something more to this whole Jesus thing than what I realized. Wow. I've been religious in the presence of the King Mm. that, you know, that, that just struck me right there, but that's powerful. We can go to church all day long. We can profess that we know God. We can profess that we know his word and yet be critical of what he's doing. Oh, yes. That is, I I don't want to be that way. I want to, I want to live as if every moment is a moment of powerful expectation in the Lord that at any moment the Lord can move and someone can be healed. Someone can be filled Mm -hmm. or, uh, I can I can be speaking with you, and just out of nowhere, someone sees this podcast and calls you oh, yeah. and says, "Brother Teal, I, I heard this podcast, and and I know you're a man of the word. And can you help me?" Or someone contact me, and we do. You know, I don't want to limit God to anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want to limit Him to anything. And if we get to the understandings that God has created all. Mm. And he's put everything in place. He can do anything down to the to the smallest of details. Absolutely, in our lives. And when we begin to limit God on those things, then we begin to limit the understanding of what He can do. Amen. I don't want to limit that understanding. No, sir. No, sir. My my good friend and fellow minister, brother Blake uh, Jesse Blake. He he says often. If we truly believed that God could do anything, we would pray like it. Right. 
I mean, that, that really changed me. Yeah. (laughs) If, if we really believed Jesus could do anything, we would pray like it. And that just, it's like uh, Wednesday night, uh, last Wednesday night, I got to uh, preach at my home church and, um, and brother, the, the Lord was moving and, you know, only, only the, the, the church came the as a whole came to the altar, but there was a friend of mine, um, uh, brother Herring came up and, uh, he was praying and I, I had no clue uh, of this situation, but after church, he come to me and he said, brother, he said that, uh, when I came to church, my left eye was really blurry. I couldn't see out of it. Mm-hmm. He said, but when I came to the altar and, and you and the ministry team prayed for me, I could immediately see out of my eye. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people may not think that's a great thing. But that just shows me that the Lord can move at any moment. Yes. Even without your knowledge of any situation. I didn't know that he was having problems with his eye. Mm-hmm. My brothers in Christ didn't know he was having problems with his eye. He knew that he had problems with his eye. Mm-hmm. But when we pray for him, we pray in faith, believing that God can do anything. That's right. And because of our faith and our belief in his name, that by his name is all power. Mm-hmm. God moved. Yes, sir. It wasn't by us. Right. It wasn't by the church. It was because God chose to do something at that moment. Amen. Scripture you says, know? Scripture asks the question, is there anything too hard for God? There's nothing too hard nothing. for God. There's nothing too hard. There's no, there's no college campus that can't be won. There's no backslider that can't be made right. There's no sickness, no cancer that can't be healed. Our God Jesus is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. I know I, uh, I round about this statement, uh, during the message that I preached last Wednesday. Uh, but my good friend, brother Mark Cuevas, he, he basically, um, he's, he's a great man of God, brother. I was one day I'd like for you to meet him, Yeah, but, um, he, uh, he has a way with words as where I don't have a way with words. And he, uh, he said, um, he said, I love when you said uh, that an unlearned man armed with the knowledge of God is the smartest man on the planet. Mm. And, and what I would like to tell anyone who listens to this, don't think that you have to have a college education on the word of God. Mm-hmm. Don't think that you've got to have 14,000 Bible studies to understand the word of God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't think that you have to be uh, uh, this approved person by everybody that walks by you to, to get into the Word of God. I want to encourage you, just open the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Pray. Spend, spend time praying before you read the Word of God. Yes. And you ask God to open your mind, open your understanding, and let His wisdom guide you through His Word. And I believe the Lord will open His Word. If yes. you don't have the Holy Ghost and don't understand the Holy Ghost, I believe that the Lord will guide you to men and women of God who understand yes. that word. Yes. And I, I just I don't want people to feel that you have to be this great thing for God to use you mm-hmm. because you don't. Even the Pharisees looked at Peter and John and knew that they were unlearned men. Yes. But they knew that they had been with Jesus. Yeah, there you go. Mm. Wow. So just be with Jesus. Yeah. Don't worry about everything else. Mm -hmm. Just be with Jesus and let God guide you 
and let him lead you. And I promise you that things will happen like you've never seen before. Mm. I do believe that. I receive that in Jesus name. I believe, I believe that is, there's nothing I want to add to that. That is powerful. And if we can get a hold of that, if we, the listeners can get a hold of that and apply it to our lives, my, 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 what God is going to do in each and every one of us, just follow Jesus. Just be with him. Brother Touchstone, thank you so much for being willing to come and sit down for a little bit of time uh, here on the Disciples Dialogue. It was truly an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. It was an honor, my friend. I enjoyed speaking with you, and I pray that this is a blessing to everyone that listens and and in the future. Amen. Well, we're going to call it right there, and uh, I want to say that we are praying for all of the listeners to the Disciples Dialogue. We are praying for you that God would bless you and keep you, and we believe that revival is not only on the way, but revival is here. Amen. Get involved. Go be with Jesus. And then bring somebody else to him as well. Amen. Until next time, God bless you. God keep you. We love you. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Mm